Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Being a high performer, I think is a goal for a lot of people. We want, we want to create a lot of things, you know, create content, make a big impact and the cool things that come with, you know, being efficient and uh, high performance can get misconstrued with being someone who grinds all the time and, uh, you know, puts their health and well-being off to the wayside in order to excel in growing a business. But that's not what I want for you. Our guest today is Jennifer Watson. She doesn't want that for you either, but she's a healer, a high performance coach, and a breakthrough speaker on a mission to help leaders heal and accelerate their deeper purpose of impact through vital wellness, leadership genius, and potent speaking. Um, but she's here to help us really tap into our own wellness and peak performance so that we can be at our best every day. How are you doing today, Jennifer? It's so good to be here, James. Thank you so much for having me. I'm ready to feed your community with some great things. I know we were having a really cool conversation before and I was like, we need to just hit record. So <laughs> let's dive into it. Um, cool. Well, yeah, I, I just want to hear your story. and I'm sure the audience does too. Just a quick background of what made you decide to one, be an entrepreneur and specifically get into the business of sharing your knowledge and teaching people stuff and getting into like what you do now. Absolutely. You know, I've always loved a challenge. Being an entrepreneur is a challenge on so many levels. I always say it's a spiritual journey because it's hitting you in every area of your weaknesses, amplifying your strengths. And again, I'm always into refining and reaching my fullest potential in entrepreneurship is one of those areas. If you're willing to step in courageously, you just become the highest potential self. And I truly do believe that. How I got into the work I do now, you know, I am a high performance wellness and leadership coach. And, you know, I've always, always been a high performer, James, since, the, you know, I was a young kid and I excelled at many different things. And from a very young age, I started realizing as an athlete, originally, I was an all-American track athlete, Wisconsin-Madison, that I started having this weird association to high performance that it had to always feel hard, put a lot, a lot of hours in, feel burnt out and exhausted on my way to success. Let me say that again, burn and exhausted on my way to success. And that just didn't seem congruent to me, but I kept hammering away and finally got the point to a breaking point that I just couldn't do anymore. I had a lot of anxiety and depression in college and I started exploring what true wellness and performance was. And I started getting into physical therapy school and researching the science behind mind, body, soul, wellness, and how that could influence being a better high performer that felt good and that burnout and exhaustion, and depressed and anxiety. I mean, I can't tell you, James, how many people I've met that are amazingly successful performers, but are so burnout exhausted and are ready to quit. And we need you in your full vitality to be the high performers. So that's when, again, I started really with my own journey, started shifting the template for me, researching what worked and found a better way to be well, mind, body, soul, bring that to performance and allow you to do the things you love to do as an entrepreneur or just being a person that wants to master a craft and feel good doing it. So at this stage, I get to go on stages. I get to connect with amazing high performers as a coach and sometimes their teams as a consultant and teach you how to be well, how to lead yourself well and really create this performance from what I call a flow state of performance that feels good and allows you to accelerate no matter the environment and not have to plummet to exhaustion overwhelm that we've been taught. <laughs> mm, yeah, no, it's definitely interesting because it's like you, you figure with high performance that's like being at a peak is when you're exerting the most, but you're saying to like kind of 
you know, you don't want to overexert because there is that point of overexertion. You have to kind of find where that is for you. It sounds like, um, you mentioned something earlier. I'm curious about, about like what real wellness is. And I'd love you to just unpack that a bit more. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting as high performers, we often go after the 20 physical things to do to make ourselves feel well, which by the way, that's important diet, exercise, limiting, you know, or sleep, optimizing that you guys, I'm a practitioner by trade of 22 years. The physical is so important. This is your temple. Okay. What we often forget and fail to look at as high performers is the mental emotional pieces that come and get triggered with all the things we're doing during our day the highs and lows of being a high performer, the days that don't go as well, the things in the middle of the day that don't go as well, but we want to step back in to do things well at the end of the day and mastering our mind and not just mindset, you guys, the chemistry of your mind, mastering that and allowing your mind and your emotions that you're exuding throughout the day, get on board with what you desire. When we work and delve through the mind, the body and soul at the same time, this peak performance that you feel needs to be pushed, it actually is optimized, but it's in flow. It doesn't feel hard, even though on the outside, it looks hard. You can do 20 things in a day and it feels invincible because you're in this flow state of your mind, body and soul being on board for what you want that day and you become unstoppable. Yeah. Wow. So cool. So flow state, I know can be kind of a buzzword and people are like, Oh, what? And it's like, you know, people talk about keto is how you get into flow state. I've heard. And, uh, I love, I love reading about this stuff and wellness and all that stuff. Um, what is flow state? If you guys guess put, put a definition to it and how can we tap into it? Yeah, that's such, such a great question. And it is a buzzword. And that's why sometimes I hesitate to use the word, but when it's used right, it's a place that we're all supposed to be quite a bit of the day. Okay, I'm going to say that again. There's a place we should be quite a bit of the day. And it requires us to be in a state of integrity for our mind, body, soul. What flow state really is, everyone, is that you're in your frequency. You're in your jam. Think about all of you have examples of a day that just went perfectly, right? Like your communication was great. Your energy was up. Like you were having creative ideas. Everything was just interconnecting. That's not by accident, everybody. There's ways to tap into that every day, all day, but having the tools to do it. That's flow, everyone, where you feel like the day goes by so quickly, but you get so much done in a day. Ideas are coming to you without even thinking about ideas, and they're coming to you. You're connecting with people more congruently than ever. You're feeling energetic and vitally well. That's flow for you. Okay. How we each get there is a little bit specific, but I'm going to help you guys get there with some tools to help you stay there when things come at you. Cause guess what? Life gets lifey. <laughs> we have triggers during a day. We have things that go haywire or the kid gets sick or we get a bad email and we get in the weeds. And how do you not only create flow, but get back into flow when life gets lifey. And this is the number one tool I'm going to give you guys. And I hope you really listen, because if you listen to nothing else from this podcast, listen to this. You can't just get into flow by forcing yourself into ideas of what you want and visualizing it. How many of you visualize? I love visualization, but you do it too soon. What you need to do first is get your brain and body on board to do what you want it to do that day, whatever your to-do list is. And what I mean by that is when we start our day, how many of us look at our to-do list? And we freak out. 
or we have anxiety. Can we get it all done? Can we delegate? Oh my gosh, I don't know if it's going to be perfect. Like we already start our body doing this. Okay. We're not going to be in flow. We're not going to get anything done productively or high performance unless we get our brain to calm the F down and our body to be on board. How you do that, everyone, is when you get up in the morning, you need to get outside right away. Ground yourself in the earth, okay? If you're already thinking about all the stuff you need to do, you need to get the body and brain to chill out immediately when it gets up in the morning. Why? You're the most suggestible in the morning. Your brain and body is most suggestible to something different than what it's actually waking up to, okay? If you're waking up anxious about the day, you can go outside, ground yourself to the universe. We are positively, negatively charged. So is the universe. That's why going around walking in the grass helps ground some of these emotions that you're feeling and pulls you into more of a calm state of being. That's going to be number one. And you're getting the sunshine. That's a double dose right there. It's going to start dropping happy pills, serotonin, dopamine. That's our motivator for the day. I never miss going outside. Even if it's for five minutes in the middle of the winter, everybody. <laughs> it's such a no-brainer, but there's this chemistry that literally happens when you wake up. You're the most suggestible in the morning. So you want to go outside to make sure that your body is feeling calm. The second part to that is doing something in the morning that feels common to you and is safe to the body. I don't care if it's making your bed. I don't care if it's journaling. I don't care if it's making lunch for your kids. This is a really important concept for people. You have to get the body and brain feeling safe before it even thinks about excelling. Once you do that, we go into the second and third frameworks, but that's where we start first is making sure the nervous system, the brain, the body are on board for you in a safe environment. Then it's like, I'm ready to be fed. <laughs> mm, yeah, no, it's interesting. Well, it's, it gets me kind of curious about this. I'm, I wouldn't classify myself as like a health and wellness expert. I definitely have done a lot of studying. I like exercise, keeping myself healthy. Um, I feel like being an expert in this field can be kind of challenging. Just what I see. I mean, I feel like it's any real like field, like relationships, for example, but it, especially like the health and kind of wellness um, niche because of the amount of information that's so conflicting. I hear I think I just heard, well, this is probably maybe like a month ago. I heard this, but uh, Andrew Huberman getting super big, just continuously blowing up uh, neuro neuroscience guy or whatever. He was saying, he talks about like drinking like salt water, like pink Himalayan salt or whatever in the morning, getting your sunshine. That seems like a common thread that everybody likes. I practice that assuming that the sun's like out, you know, that I'll go out and I'll just like soak it up and it feels great. Uh, I like to wake up early at about 5.20, the sun's not up. And I go to the gym and do CrossFit yeah. because I like to knock it out. But this is what's interesting. You said like wake up and then, you know, go out to the sun, do grounding. I love those things. And I grounding feels freaking awesome. It's crazy how often we're not touching the ground with shoes on, hardwood floor, carpet, anything yeah. like that. But something that Andrew Huberman was saying was like, get up and go exercise first thing in the morning. And it sounds like you like a more kind of chill approach um, what do you kind of say to like waking up and going and doing vigorous exercise? So there is so much to unpack here on this, but it, it really truly depends on your physiology, your blood type, your motivation factors, your personality design in women. I deal with women and hormonally we shift to when our highest energy is you guys, there's so many layers to this and without getting overwhelmed and tell you this, try and, and let your body tell you. Mm. Okay. I used to work out in the morning at five in the morning. 
as I've shifted from age to different things, I found out about my person, my blood type, I started shifting that a little bit that made more sense to me. And that is what helped me. Okay. Mm. Exercise is very grounding. You're still getting your feet on the floor. Not everybody needs that intensity at that time of day, but I do believe grounding some type of walk movement outside or exercise. If you want to go three hours, some type of grounding outside or exercise is definitely necessary across the board. How much you do, whether it's exercise or just more me slowly kind of get in the day comes with coaches that can kind of help filter that for you, but also just trying it and seeing what happens. And the other thing I would say though, too, is the two things. One thing that you just mentioned, um, Himalayan self is great. Many times when we're going to bed and fight or flight, our, our system is very dysregulated. Our electrolytes are dysregulated. Our glucose is dysregulated. Himalayan salt helps balance out that regulation of electrolytes and helps ultimately the nervous system to regulate and go into a safe zone. That's why that can be very, very helpful. Depending on how someone ends a day, they may or may not do that. That's why I say all of these things we're giving you guys, I want to give you at more of a general level because the nuances of exercise in the morning, you know, Himalayan salt, like what do you really need to create that gets more in depth. Once I start working with someone, we're really trying to fine tune things. I will say this for everyone, getting outside, even if it get, get outside to go to the gym or getting outside out into the air, the fresh air, whether there's sun up or not is super important for all of us. The second thing I really would say for all of us too, all of us too, which I know all of us have heard this because it's such a big one. Stay away from your freaking phone <laughs> for 90 minutes. And I'm saying 90 <laughs> minutes of your day. The first 90 minutes, you don't realize how hard that is for people to do. And I mean, keep it on notification silence so mm -hmm. you can do whatever you need to do. One of the things we just mentioned to ground yourself, to create stability. We have too much information coming to us during the day and we want to be high performing. And the first thing we need to do is grab the phone. They actually did a research study, I think a couple of years ago, that they compared kind of like Laura Ingalls Wilder Day, you know, to the amount of information that we take now is we had taken 500 percent more information our brain and body can't we're overly stimulated you guys and if we start our day going right to our phone forget grounding outside forget exercise you are literally deleting everything that we just did and i mean that i cannot overemphasize that i'm going to challenge all of you on this call that are listening 90 minutes i don't care if it's just taking care of your kids doing some things for yourself, going outside for five minutes, stay away from your phone. I want to give you guys big dominoes right now that are going to create a calm state of being so you can go into a flow state of some of the next techniques that we can give you next. If you don't do this, if you don't wake up and ground yourself, move a little bit. If you don't take yourself away from your phone, no matter the other techniques I give you more specifically are going to work or work as well. We, we just are in a technology space that our body can't handle all that. And you're already putting yourself behind the eight ball in a fight or flight state if you don't take that away. <laughs> yeah, that's so hard. Especially when you're like, especially when you start like getting more traction in your business too. Like yes. <laughs> I love um, doing, what is it called? Do not disturb on my phone. And I used to put my phone, my phone on airplane mode yeah. because that would just, no one's talking to me. <laughs> but then I had some problems where people were actually trying to reach me like family and yeah. they couldn't get a hold of me. So it's oh, nice. Sure. <laughs> What's nice about do not disturb is that, you know, you could do a little drop down on an iPhone and um, I'm sure there's something like this on Android, but I use iPhone. Uh, but yeah. it's nice because if somebody calls you two times back to back, yeah. then it comes through as, cause it's like, yeah. oh, it's an emergency. Yeah. So that's like, 
that's really nice. And with some, just a little pro tip that I've learned about do not disturb, but yeah, not touching your phone in the morning. It's freaking hard. Cause we do yeah. everything on our phones. Even when I get in the car, I'll use my phone as like a light, you know, when I'm walking out, like over to my, to my car. Cause there's not like a, there's not a little light over to it or like trying to find something in the car or whatever, you know, I can just turn on the light in there. But like, if you want to listen to music, you'll yeah. plug in your phone yeah. and like pick a song. Um, I, but I understand what you're saying is like staying away from the aggressive notifications yeah. and, that and honestly, and I will say this, you, not to interrupt, but I, you know, I'd be careful too. If people work out in the morning, listen to music, I actually encourage you to allow yourself to be alone in silence hmm. because it already puts you, but when you start listening to music, you guys, you're not engaging your brain. You're not reading. You're not, you're just, you're on autopilot. It's like seeing a movie that you've seen 30 times and it gets it into a disassociated state. You want to be very associated when you're trying to ground yourself. You want to be very in your body. I actually, you know, I practice often not listening to music when I work out, when I run. And that's something I've started pushing into, into my exercise and my practice, because we, again, we want to get you in your body in the morning and listening to music puts you into disassociated state and autopilot. Top three things I'm going to give all of you to keep the body calm and nervous, you know, in that nervous system state that's stable is get outside or move or exercise, get off your phone, don't listen to music. And the third piece to help regulate everyone, this is for all of you that love the carbs in our country, get off gluten. Gluten has a high association to anxiety and depression. People think it just affects the gut. It actually creates um, abnormal DNA replication, not only in the gut, but in your brain. It actually attaches to neurotransmitters in the brain. I've been off gluten for a very long time. It was the number one thing that got me out of anxiety for work and being a high performer when I ripped that out of my diet. Most of us have a mild, if not severe allergen to gluten, everyone. And you guys, even if it's mild, take it out like 80% of it. You will see a huge change in anxiety, depression, in brain clarity, in engagement, yes, and in flow. Get outside, move, get grounded, get off the phone for 90 minutes, no music. Look at challenging yourself to pull out of that gluten, the carbs that you are craving. And I'm telling you, you guys will come to me in a week. <laughs> you go, oh my gosh, I'm already starting off on a better page in a calm state than all the other things we do for flow state that I can give you today. Get very easy because you're not battling your brain and body to not be on board anymore. These are the top three things you guys, this is research-based. I interview some of the best doctors and functional medicine doctors out there, some of the best high performers. These three things are no brainers and they're easy and all of them can do this and it doesn't cost money. <laughs> yeah. Actually save you money probably. <laughs> not buying, not buying stuff. Actually you probably make money. <laughs> um, that's cool. I'm going to try not listening to music. I usually, I usually just do, you know, it's nothing like super aggressive or anything, but just something light in the background. Um, sometimes I actually do just not play music because I actually have found joy in the past couple years, just not listening to music and just turning it off and just kind of being with myself if I'm driving around somewhere. Um, what about that mindfulness piece? Part of your nervous system calming down is that you're mindful of it communicating to you. Yeah. <laughs> you true. can't communicate with it and you can't listen to you guys no one's multitasking no one can do it anybody that says they can i i will actually challenge you on that every day of the week and twice on sunday you cannot be we're not meant as human beings to act that way so when we have something in the background we can't connect truly with our body and what it needs 
We can't get the nervous system to calm down. It, it is crying out to you for you to listen. And that means being mindful, present, quiet. Even if you're exercising in the morning, you can be quiet with yourself. I'm telling you, try it. James, you will notice a difference in productivity, brain acuity, energy just by this. Because this is research. This is changing the chemistry in your brain because you're listening to it. You're present with it. And then you're responding with an activity. It's great. Yeah, I dig it. So- I'd love to ask you, Jennifer, yeah. uh, as you've gained more experience over the yeah. years at being an entrepreneur, you know, yeah. growing this type of business and balancing your health and wellness, yeah. what has become more important to you and why in keeping that kind of balance? My health will always be priority every day of the week and twice on Sunday. My mind and my body, my mind is what gets me the things I desire in this life. My body is the tool, the caboose that gets me there. <laughs> okay. We all only have one body and one mind in this particular life. I believe in afterlife, but this is the body and mind I have for this particular life. Okay. This has got to remain priority for all of us. And I actually really believe that. If we didn't learn anything from 2020, some of the highest performers and multi-billionaire that I saw and that I connected with imploded. Their companies imploded when they didn't keep their mind and body in a healthy, vital state and it affected their decision-making, affected their team around them. Number one needs to be coming that you are boundaries around your health and wellness. I mean that you're not, I'm not going to exercise because I need to take this call. I'm going to eat this way because, you know, I'm rushing and traveling for a speaking gig to give to people. So we're justifying you need to create boundaries around your health. And you guys, everyone is different on that. What, what gives you the most life? What makes you feel most vital? I help people with that and create healthy boundaries around that. So you can perform and show up the way you want to as a leader of your business, as a speaker on stage and performing the way that you want to. It has to be wellness. And again, if we haven't learned anything since 2020, maybe even before that, it is that. If you do not have your mind, body, soul, health, you will not only tank, so will your team. I think back in Harvard Business Review did a survey back in just August of this year and found that the highest performing business leaders across the country saw a 77% increase in mental health needs among their team. Because this stuff is real and it's affecting their bottom line. Like, listen up, they're screaming for that. If you don't know how to access that and help create a mind, body, soul with that has integrity, that's why I'm here. <laughs> you bring people in. Good leaders know they can't do it all alone. Good leaders delegate and pull people in to help support themselves and their team to do it. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you have your health, you have everything. You become unstoppable. It has been the number one thing that has helped me during times, you guys. I've seen it all. I've probably done all of it. I've invested. I've gone bankrupt. I have lost relationships. I have done things that have not been great. I've done things that have been great. And I'm telling you right now, if I did not have my mind and my body and my soul that I've kept vital and resilient, none of that would have rebounded into the powerful spaces that I am now helping other leaders do the same. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a way to yeah. close out the episode. <laughs> Jennifer Watson, um, I, I really appreciate the time and um, the wisdom that you've shared and the tips. I don't want to overwhelm people. So uh, we're going to start to wrap it up. But based on what you like you just said about people really serious about this, want to get it all dialed in, reach out to you. Where can people get connected with you, Jennifer? 
Yes, the best place to reach me is I'm on Instagram at the Jennifer Watson or on LinkedIn, Jennifer Watson. And I answer my own DMs. And if you're interested in exploring a little bit more with me, seeing how I can come alongside you, there's no pressure with that, you guys. I'm all about making sure that you get the life that you desire and the performance that you desire. And if it's not me and it's someone else, great. And if you don't need anyone, that's okay too. But I'm here to really support you with the right tools. And I'd love to have a conversation with you. So let's connect. <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. We'll put links down in the description for the listener. We covered quite a lot. I think the big three dominoes that uh, Jennifer shared about um, no phone for 90 minutes and get sunlight and do grounding and then yeah. no gluten. So technically yeah. four, those are yeah. like the big ones. But if you focus on those big dominoes, try for a week and then you can report back to Jennifer and say, Hey, I did your challenge on the profit your knowledge podcast. Here's what happened. I'm sure she would love that. Um, yeah. But the bottom line is that you prioritize your health alongside growing your business. I think that's the biggest thing that we can take away from this episode. You don't have to rise and grind every single day until you are quote unquote successful because it's a place that you're never going to reach. Okay. So you got to just, uh, I mean, you could be successful, but if you approach it with that mentality, it's not going to feel like success. And there's always a next level of success and it's just continue rise and grind. And then you burn out. It's a bad story. So take what we learned here, get out there, apply it, and we'll see you in the next one.